Welcome to Tardi Mechanach Yomi. My name is Adina Schmidman. Did you know that you are part of the largest Nach classroom in our history? Did you know that you are part of a worldwide community of learners? And did you know that it is your support that keeps us going day in and day out? Please donate generously with an end of year gift. Go to ouwomen.org slash donate to give back to the program that gives to you every single day. And now for today's Perak. Welcome to Tarat Imecha Nach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Pamela Rufka Simonson and today we will be studying Divrei Hayam in Bez, Perak Dalit, Chapter 4. As we learn about various items being made for the Beis HaMikdash in this Perak, it becomes clear that there is an emphasis on the quality of materials used in their composition. The finest copper and gold. Pasuk 1, Vaya'as Mizbach Nechishas, he made a copper altar. Esrim Amma Arkai, Esrim Amma Rachbai, Esr Amma's Koinasai. 20 Amma's long, 20 Amma's wide, and 10 Amma's high. We know that there's already the copper altar of Moshe that we mentioned in Parak Aleph was in Giv'ain. Malbim explains that Shlomo HaMelech makes this additional altar because Moshe's copper altar was too small for purpose in Shlomo's time. But the one that Shlomo makes is actually from stone. It's referred to as the copper altar in reference to it being a replacement for Moshe's copper altar for sacrifices. And the measurements of 20 by 20 given here only refer to the area on the altar where the wood pile was arranged. Also, it's possible that Shlomo HaMelech made this altar at this point or that he didn't make it until later at the time of the dedication. Vaya'as es hayom mutzok. He made the molten sea. He makes a structure for the Beis Amikdash called hayom, the sea. Mitzudas David clarifies that this was like a big tub with the likeness of the sea that was made through the method of casting. It was circular at the top and it stood on 12 oxen that Mitzudas David says were made of copper. Its description in Malachim Aleph, Perak Zion, is mostly the same as it is here in Pesukim 2-5. We'll just point out two differences that we find in the text here. Here in Divrei Hayomim in Pesuk 3, the word Bekorim, oxen, is used in place of the word Pekorim, found in Malachim, which Radak explains based on Targum Yonasan, were egg-shaped features on the Yom, this large basin with the appearance of the sea. So Radak concludes then... These features had a rounded egg-shaped body with faces resembling the faces of oxen. Another difference is here in verse 5. It says that the capacity of the basin was 3,000 butt measures, whereas in Malachim it says 2,000 butt measures. Ibn Yahya explains that the 2,000 butt refers to its capacity for liquid, Whereas the 3,000 refers to the capacity for solid because you can cram m- more in with a solid. You can heap it, but you can't do that with a liquid. Shlomo HaMelech makes 10 kiorim, which, based on Matsuras Tzion, were like tanks with faucets that water could flow through. Posuk 6 with Matsuras David interspersed, Vayas kiorim asoro. He made 10 kiorim and he placed five on the right of the kior that Moshe had made. 
and five on the left. Lerochtso vohem, to wash with them, meaning for kaihanim, priests, to wash their hands and feet. Es ma'ase ha'oila yodichuvom, also they would rinse the innards of the burnt offering with them. Vahayom lerochtso lakaihanim, boy. And the yom, the sea, was for the kaihanim, the priests, to wash in it. Meaning for the kaihanim to immerse in it, to be cleansed from their impurity. According to Jewish law, as seen in Yerushalmi Yoma 3.8, the yom was not considered to be a kli, a vessel, which would render it not kosher for immersion. Immersion was possible in the yom because the feet of the copper oxen that the yom was standing on were perforated and hollow, and water from the spring flowed in through them. Posuk 7, Vaya'as es menoyres hazohov eser kamishpatom. He made 10 gold menoyres, candelabra, according to their rules, meaning by the same specifications as for Moshe's menoyra, says Radak. Vayitain bahechol chamesh miyomen the chamesh mismol. He put them in the hechol, five on the right and five on the left, Pasuk 8, Vaya'as shulchanois asora. He made ten shulchanois tables, Vayanach bahechol, chamisha miyomen vachamisha mismol. He placed them in the hechol, five on the right and five on the left. Vaya'as mizrikei zohov meo. And he made a hundred gold basins. The ten menorahs and the ten shulchanos, tables, that Shloma made were in addition to the menorah and the table of Moshe. Malbim explains that he placed five menorahs on the right of Moshe's menorah and five on its left and the same for the shulchanos, five on the right of Moshe's shulchan and five on the left and the tables were in the north and the menorahs in the south. Ralbag is of the view that all of the menorahs were lit and that all of the shulchanos tables in the heichol were arranged with the lechem haponim, the showbread. The Mizrike Zohov Meir, 100 gold basins, says Rashi, were for the purpose of sprinkling blood on the altar. Posuk 9 with Mitzuras David, Vayaas Chatzar Hakoyhanim, he made the priest's court, Vahoazora Hagadola, and the large court, which was the court of the people of Yisrael. And it was called an Azora, the root of which means help, because people would be helped by Hashem when they prayed in that area. How stunning is that? Continuing in the Pasuk, Udalosis la Azara, the Dulce Sehem, Tsipa Nachishes, and he made doors for the Azara, and he overlaid their doors with copper. Shlomo positions the Yom in the priest's courtyard, as explained by Matsudas David on Pasuk 10, and Rashi teaches that the specific positioning of the Yom was such that the Kohanim would not be immersing themselves opposite the entrance of the Ulam, which would not be respectful or fitting. 
Amidst the description of the lavish aesthetic nature of the Beis Amigdash, we have continuous reminders of its function for Kedusha, for holiness. The Azorah, a place of help from Hashem. The care taken to preserve modesty and the utmost respect manifest in the positioning of the Yom. Psukim 11 to 16 list the items for the Beis Hamikdash that Churom made. This is not Churom, the king of Tsar. It's the wise craftsman that Churom, the king, said he had sent to Shlomo in Perak too. The Pasuk opens with Vayas Churom, Churom made, and then it lists items he made. And in the same Pasuk, it then says Vayachal Churom, and Churom finished doing the work he did for Shlomo and leading into listing items in the subsequent Pesukim. The similar posuk in Sefer Melachim Aleph, Perak 7, shows a clear difference in spelling in the name Chiram, the two times that it is mentioned. Vaya'as Chiram, Chiram made, spelled with a letter Vov in it, Ches, Yud, Resh, Vov, Mem. And then Vayachal Chiram, Chiram finished, spelled without a letter Vov in it, Ches, Yud, Resh, Mem. Here too, in Divrei Hayamim, it's spelled differently according to the way it's written as opposed to how it's read. The first one with a vav and the second occurrence without a vav. Sefer Mishpatzos Zohov and Malachim, giving insight on the difference in spelling, brings an explanation that the letter vav is one of the letters in Hashem's name and its presence or absence in a name can denote a presence or absence of Kedusha, holiness. All the time that Chiram was busy with and helping in the building of the Beis Hamikdash, Kedusha is resting on him and he is called by his name containing the letter Vov. But at the time that he finished his work on the Beis Hamikdash and before he commenced it, he is called in the text by the name Chiram without a letter Vov in it. Malbim brings another dimension on the change of spelling of the name Chiram in this Pasuk, that it refers to two different people. Chiram HaRishon, the first Chiram, and Chiram Hasheni, the second Chiram, who is the son of Chiram HaRishon. In Perik Beis, we learnt about the communication between King Chiram and Shlomo HaMelech. Shlomo requested that King Choram send him a wise person to work with gold, silver, copper, etc. Chiram, the craftsman that King Choram sent at the beginning of the building of the Beis HaMikdash, the one who came from a mother from the tribe of Don, this is Chiram Harishain. Malbim says he died after seven years. In Perak 7 in Malachim, when Shlomo sends for a craftsman called Churom, this is the son of Churom Harishain. His mother came from the tribe of Naphtali. This is a different person. His father's death wasn't mentioned in Malachim because the conversation between King Churom and Shlomo about a wise person isn't recorded in Malachim. It's in Divrei Hayamim. So when Shlomo sends for Churom in Malachim Perak 7, Posuk 13, to work in the Beis Amigdash, this is Churom II, he only knew how to work with copper. 
back into our parak of study here in Divrei Hayom in Beis, parak 4, when it says, Vayas Chorom, Chorom made, this is Chorom Harishain, the father. And when it says, Vayachal Chorom, Chorom finished, this is Chorom Hasheni, the second. He's the son of Chorom the first. With this in mind, let's see what the Pesukim tell us they each made. Pesuk 11, Vayas Chorom, Es Hasirais, the S Hayoim, the S Hamizrakais, Chorom. This is Chorom the first, the father. He made the Sirais, which Rashi says were the copper receptacles for the ashes, to, the ashes to be swept into. He made the Yoim, the shovels to sweep the ashes, says Mitsudas Tsiyain. And he made the Mizrakais, the gold basins, which we mentioned earlier in Pasuk 8, were for sprinkling blood on the altar. And Chorom finished doing the work that he did for King Shlomo in the house of Hashem. That's Chorom Hasheni, the son, Chorom II. The subsequent Psukim list that he made the two pillars that we mentioned in Perak 3, and he made the bowls and the capitals on top of the pillars and the chains with the pomegranates on the pillars, as Rashi mentions on Psukim 12 and 13 here. Chiram Hasheni also made the copper stands, the bases for the Kiyorim. We mentioned these in Posuk 6. The tanks with faucets for washing hands and feet and the innards of the burnt offerings. And he made the tanks themselves. He made the Yom, the structure called the sea, we mentioned in Posuk 2. And he also made its 12 copper oxen that were under the sea. Posuk 16 teaches Malbim, returns to Chiram Harishon. He made the pots and the shovels, these were mentioned already, and also the forks from polished copper, Nechoshes Moruk. Ralbag says that this was refined copper. Chiram Hasheni didn't know how to do this type of work using polished copper. The technique for producing such special copper is the subject of Posuk 17. Bechikar hayardin yutsokom hamelech. The king cast them in the plain of the Yardin, in the thickness of the ground, between Sukkos and Suridosa. Matsuras David explains that the form of these vessels was dug into the ground, making a mould in the ground, and then molten copper was poured into the mould. Shlomo had these copper utensils made in great abundance as per Pasuk 18. And the remaining Pesukim 19 to 22 tell us that Shlomo made all these vessels for the house of Hashem and the golden altar and the tables, the menorahs and their lamps of refined gold. And the flour and the lamps and the tongs were gold, fine gold. Matsudas David explains they were made completely from totally pure gold. And the musical instruments and the basins for sprinkling blood on the altar and the spoons for frankincense, says Rashi, and the pans of refined gold. And the entrance to the house, its inner doors to the Holy of Holies and the doors of the house to the Hechel were gold. Stunning, exquisite. The construction is completed. The finest copper and gold. An emphasis on the highest quality of materials used in the construction of the temple. The level of care, attention, precision. 
the highest standards applied for the loftiest of goals, building the Beis Hamikdash. What an inspiration to consciously place the greatest investment in spiritual pursuit. Thank you for studying together, Leilui Nishmas, Rose Foreman, Razel Rachel Bas Arie Leib, and Rachel Zeitlin, Rachel Bas Schleimer. <laughs>